The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sometimes we treat our relationships a bit like the farmer who was so disappointed at harvest time when nothing had come up out of the ground, even though months earlier he hadn't got around to planting any seeds. That's no way to run a farm, and it's no way to run life. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at this whole seed planting thing from a different perspective. The farmer who expects a harvest without planting any seeds in the field. Now, I'm no farmer. I'm not even a particularly good gardener. But I know enough to know that unless the guy plants some seeds first, he's never going to see any sort of a harvest. In fact, the only thing he'll see is an empty field. He may be dejected. He may be upset that there's no harvest. But come on, what does he expect? He didn't plant any seed. It's pretty obvious. And yet all too often we live our lives on the very same equally ridiculous basis. We wonder why our relationships aren't producing a harvest. We, we want our relationships to be rich and full. We want them to be rewarding. We want relationships to be fun as well as being strong and supportive. But all those desirable attributes of relationships, they don't just happen. They take investment. They take effort. And if your relationships aren't all that you want them to be, then maybe, just maybe, it's time to plant a seed. We're in the middle of a series of messages that I've called Living a Life That Leaves a Lasting Legacy of Love. Bit of a mouthful, but I guess you get the point. See, we all want to leave something good behind. We want to leave a legacy of love in the lives of our children and their children, in the lives of our friends, even our work colleagues and our acquaintances. I hope that when I'm gone, some of the many people who over the years have listened to these radio programs will have a much better life because I did what I did. I hope that my children carry forward the values that I imparted to them, decency and integrity and kindness, and hand them on to their friends and to their children. We all hope those things, and yet all too often, we don't build and nurture the sorts of relationships that allow them to happen. When you think about it, by and large, we only really allow ourselves to be influenced deep down by people whom we respect and whom we trust. If we don't trust them, why would we listen to them? And if we don't respect them, why would we take on any of their values into our values? I mean, that makes sense. I want you to think right now about a relationship that's important to you, but it isn't quite what you want it to be. This is a relationship that really, really matters and yet it's not as healthy as it should be. Do you have that person's face pictured in front of you? Now, what are you going to do with that relationship? One of the options is to run away. It's a very distinct option. If the relationship is causing you pain, and if you're just not quite up to working on it at the moment, sometimes what we do is we give up. 
because the circumstances are against us, I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I want to share with you a story of a man who wanted to run away from something that was difficult, from a situation, but instead he stayed amidst all his difficulties and all the circumstances that he wanted to run away from, and he did something very, very important. Have a listen to this story, Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 to 12. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar to King Abimelech of the Philistines. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Settle in the land that I shall show you. Reside in this land as an alien, and I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give these lands and I will fulfill the oath that I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the heaven, and I will give to your offspring all of these lands, and all the nations of the earth shall gain blessing for themselves through your offspring. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled there in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him about his wife. He said, well, she's my sister. For he was afraid to say my wife, thinking or else the men of this place might kill me for the sake of Rebekah, because she's so attractive in appearance. When Isaac had been there a long time, King Abimelech of the Philistines looked out of a window and saw him fondling his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech called for Isaac and said, So, she's your wife then. Why did you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought I might die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this that you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall be put to death. So Isaac sowed seed in that land, and the same year he reaped a hundredfold. I share that story because there are three very important lessons in it about planting seeds. The first one is about the famine, adversity. See, our natural reaction is to run away. He wanted to run to Egypt. He wanted to withdraw. When a relationship is going through difficult times, one of the things that we so often want to do is to crawl into a cave and hide and run away. Anything, just get me away from here. The last thing we think of doing is staying and planting seeds. Think about that difficult relationship I asked you to picture earlier. What have you been thinking? What have your thoughts been about it over the past weeks and months? Have you been thinking about how you can get out of the situation or how you can sow some seeds to make it better? The second lesson is that Isaac, like his father Abraham, was far from perfect. He repeated his father's mistakes by lying about his wife and putting her into danger. See, sometimes we think we have to be perfect to sort things out. We think we have to be perfect to plant seeds. Far from it. You and I will never be perfect. And if we wait until we are to work on a relationship, it's never going to happen. And the third lesson is the lesson about planting seeds in the middle of a famine. It's the most counterintuitive thing you can possibly do. Isaac sowed seeds in that land, and in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold. If you want to improve a difficult relationship, then be prepared to plant seeds in times of adversity, because chances are you'll reap a hundredfold in return. What does it look like to sow a seed into a relationship? 
Well, let's imagine that your relationship is with a teenage son. He's causing you all sorts of trouble and you just don't know what to do. He listens to this weird music. He's into all these things that don't make any sense to you whatsoever. How do you sow seeds into his life to produce a hundredfold harvest? Well, maybe it's time to get interested in his music, the stuff he's interested in. Ask to listen to some of his music. Show interest. Ask him who the band is, what they're singing about. Why does he like this music? Maybe he's into Facebook and you're a complete novice. Ask him to show you how to set up your own Facebook account, how to use it. Or or maybe he's done really well at something and it's time for you to celebrate that with him. Entering into his space, listening to him, getting interested in the things that he's interested in, and that's just the beginning. Each one of those things is like planting a seed. It's a seed that says you care. It's a seed that says I love you. And my friend, it's a seed that will bear fruit. It's a seed that will deliver a harvest. If we want to leave behind a lasting legacy of love, then we need to deal with those difficult relationships proactively, positively, on the front foot. And that means, quite simply, being prepared to plant seeds into good soil, the sort of soil that's ready to accept them, even during times of adversity, especially during those times of adversity, because that's the sort of seed that's going to deliver the sort of harvest that we're looking for, a lasting legacy of love. Otherwise, we're just being like that crazy, stupid farmer who expected a harvest without ever planting a seed. We'd all like to think that at the end of the day, our lives on this earth will have weighed in to leave a lasting legacy of love in the lives of those whom we love most. Sad thing is, though, that all too often, we're too busy living life today to make that investment for tomorrow. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Discovering Your Legacy of Love. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you plant the sorts of seeds today that will still be bearing fruit when you're long gone. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.